first. Let's... Thanks, we're good. What is good, people? And welcome back to the Royal Ramble podcast. Um, it's been a little bit of a while since I last came on. I honestly just forgot I had a podcast, to be honest. But um, today I'm joined by Coach Rab on Instagram, Rob Robert Dixon. Um, how you doing, Rob? I am brilliant, mate. Lovely, lovely little introduction there. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Just um, we've been back at the gym now for a week and a half. Um, aye, it's been it's, it's it's been good. You you really do kind of underestimate the feeling of just being in a gym because I had a decent I had a decent setup, hmm. um, and I was, and I definitely did notice that towards the end of like home training, I, I just got totally lazy. Like I would miss out sets, I would just miss out exercises. But since just been back in that gym, it's like properly let the fire again you know yeah yeah i think like one thing i learned from training at home was like music's different the atmosphere is different almost just to go at war at your head like when you need those top sets and stuff like that and you're trying to progress just trying to depend on yourself instead of the people around you in the atmosphere which i think's helped me loads coming back to the gym now because it doesn't matter if anyone's there or not if people are cheering me on like i i, I can kind of just go to that level now i think i was i was very dependent on getting angry and almost being the person that people look at when you're like screaming and shouting and, and I've just completely changed that now. Like even when I posted the other day on the hat squats that went wrong, I just, it's just, it was all in and I just left it there and just angry at myself yeah. instead of like shouting and screaming. But um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with you. Like being back at the, uh, at the gyms is, is, is so nice. Like we, everyone's, everyone's missed it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny you brought, it's funny you bring that up talking about kind of like how you channel that, that energy when you're training like for me I was the exact same like I think it's I think it's mostly because when I first got introduced to the whole low volume high intensity style training mm. you you just assume right okay now I need to be fucking really aggressive in the gym and now I need to scream and shout as much as possible but then when you when you use that style of training more you're actually right okay I should actually probably be a wee bit more reserved now yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it takes so much doing those sets, and you don't want to really waste any of that energy at all. Yeah. So that is, it's just funny that you bring that up because I, I was actually thinking about that pretty recently, and I'm I'm, I'm almost the exact same. Like, I I used to be like kind of every set, you know what I mean, or like every rep. But like now I'm like when it's absolutely needed, I'll I'll, I'll bring that out. But you won't you won't really hear a peep from me to be honest when I'm training nowadays. Yeah. I, are, I you, are, you, are you are you the same? Yeah, I'm, I'm more the same now. I used to, like, when I first started, it was similar to you, and I, I thought, like, you've just got to go balls deep and everything. But yeah. I found that the reason I needed a delay was because mentally I didn't want to train because I, I'd done all of that, like, where I'd, I'd gone, like, mentally I'd just driven myself down. But physically I could still I could still train. So I found, like, I needed a deload for, for my mind instead of my body, where, whereas now yeah. when, I, when I deload, it's because I, I, my, my muscles and bodies just needs it. So, so it's, yeah. it's definitely much better. But um, moving on, just a little bit about yourself, what you do. I, I know you've got um, like a free, is it like a free online website and things like that? And obviously you do coaching as well. Yeah. So a bit like that. So the website, it's, it's funny, like I literally don't make any money off it at all. Like the only the only thing that I made that for was literally just to um, put out content that I, would want to, that I would want to watch or, you know, want to read about. I put out a few guides here and there. Uh, but it's mostly it's mostly just like case studies, right? Like let's say the one that the one that I've got coming up today actually, uh, it's talking about diet breaks, right? So I was obviously training a client. We've been dieting for a long period of time. We got pretty low in his calories. Metabolic adaptation started to set in. 
and stress is really high, fatigue's pretty high, and he's just not losing any more weight. He's looking a wee bit puffy. Apologies, did you get that notification now? No, no worries. <laughs> All right. Um, he's, he's, his body's looking pretty puffy. He's just not achieving that end goal anymore. So mm. basically took a short kind of recomp slash diet break where literally four or five weeks just building up calories again, keeping body weight pretty, pretty stable. Uh, got his calories higher, and then just from there went straight back into the deficit. And it's it's funny that like it's funny that process because it works so well, you know, it works so well. Um, and then we ended up losing like another five kg while staying at pretty much the same calories that we got to um, before the, the end of the last diet. So we're kind of like we're, we're we're getting a better result while just kind of you know not dipping further down into the calorie and into the deficit than we need to if that makes sense yeah yeah um, but I, I pure rambled on but that's basically the, the the video that I've got coming up today but that whole website in general it's just it's just a way to put out content that I would want to watch and maybe I think that people should benefit from and the only reason that I don't really put it on YouTube is just because I didn't really get views on YouTube yeah. um, I didn't like I feel like with YouTube you need to be super 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 consistent Right, but I'm just not consistent enough. So I was like, right, well, what if I can make my own wee website and just have people like sign in? Right, you don't pay for it or anything. You just sign in, username, email address, and then you can just watch it there whenever they want. Um, and I, and I thought it was a good way to kind of break it up from from that platform, and it kind of gives me my, like my own platform, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I do. But obviously, I coach clients. I'm a coach, uh, obviously. Um, and yeah, I just kind of do Instagram, put up content here and there, and just kick about doing whatever you know. <laughs> Are you full time online coach yet? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm full time. Uh, I was a one to one PT pretty much uh, right before COVID, right? So March 2020, I quit. So perfect timing, man. Yeah. Um, I ever since I've I've been doing it online, and and it's it's, it's been working out well. I much prefer online c- compared to doing one to one. Yeah, just obviously because I was I was working in like a pure gym, you know. So the, the standard of clients that you're getting is, isn't really the the people that you want to work with, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was the same. I, I did my level two, level three and became a PT. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Like by, by 18, I was doing my dream job and stuff. And then I, I got to, similarly to, to you, like the gym I was working at was just like, it just wasn't like a bodybuilding gym or anything like that. And and everyone wanted to do the same hours of PT. Like it was always like a like a, a Monday morning and, and a Saturday day and you can't fit everyone in. And I think it just puts you off when when like for me and you our goals are differently to, to the people that just want to lift weight and, and tone up as such um so i quickly found it wasn't for me and then obviously the world of online is, is whatever you make of it and it's just so much better to be honest like i've just obviously become full-time since joining with josh and um it's, it's nice to know you get out what you like you'll bring in what, what you put out the harder you work the more you're going to earn and things like that and, and you can make it exactly what you want Whereas, like, it, when you're in the gym and you're PTing, you've got to stick to this, do that, and, and kind of abide by the rules and, and pay certain amounts of money and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but when I was walking there, I was like, right, okay, I'll do this and I'll do that. But you end up, you need to work like 12 hours or something for free under them just to be able to take clients. And I was like, that just sounds like a load of shit. It just seems like you're getting fucked up the arse or something, doesn't it? It's not like, it's not like a good agreement to be in. Do you know what I mean? You're, 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 paying time for nothing back mm-hmm. and then you know the the 
the the standard of clients just isn't there and it's just it's it's just not good. <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend it to be fair. Um income pure gym lawsuit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> now, mine was similar. I, I had to so the growing rates for PTs for where I am was like 35 potentially. Like the, the good mm-hmm. people would charge 45, 50. And so I was charging, I think it was 20 pounds. And I had to pay 750 of that. I didn't have to do like three hours of work, like any work or anything. I just had to pay 750. So to break it down, I was charging 20 quid and I was getting like 1250 of that. And I just I wasn't happy with that at all. So yeah, yeah I, I just <laughs> obviously coaching is so much easier and and you get people that want to actually work, whereas PT they come to you because they, they just want stuff done. Whereas if people are paying more money, yeah. they're more likely to stick to stuff and and do do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm, yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still, I still, I still like that variety. I still like to have like, you know, gem pop clients just for because because there was a phase where I was just literally only taking on like guys round about our age who wanted to like build muscle and lose fat, right? Yeah. But I wasn't getting any of the. I wasn't getting any females. I wasn't getting any older people. It was just like the one client base, and to me that did just get kind of boring. So I started like kind of catering my content to more towards that kind of yeah. realm. Uh, just purely just for that variety, just because I like I liked it, don't get me wrong, but it was just every day, every check-in, same thing. Every, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. do, do you get that? Yeah, I, I'm right that at the minute. Like a lot of people, I think more specifically, not because of where we are in the year, everyone's doing diet breaks and, and mini cuts and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, for a lot of clients, like on, on a Sunday when people check in, I'm like, right, you're you're still in the mini cut and then I'll like move on. And then, yep, you're still in the mini cut. We've got another couple <laughs> left. So in some ways, yeah, I, I think the gem pop's always sometimes nicer, more rewarding because when you get those people that are out of shape and, and they lose like, I don't know, 20 plus kilos compared to those that have just lost three kilos but look a lot better. I think for, for me, knowing that they're happier and, and just gem pop, like that, it's just more of a better lifestyle for them instead of just just getting shredded. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super, super rewarding when you see somebody like just totally change their life. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's funny, it's funny that you say that because gen pop people make so much more progress so much faster than yeah. like your, your bodybuilder that's been training for five years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So in a way, it's kind of it's it's a it's a kind of better way to like showcase results if that makes sense. Yeah, if you want quick because results, you want gen pop. Yeah, uh, exactly. Pretty much. Um, you know, not to say obviously, not to say obviously the changes that can be made in like you know the the advanced realms like aren't substantial but compare it to like a gen pop person who's lost like 25 pounds do you know what I mean it's like yeah, yeah. It's, two, it's obviously two different results but one of them is definitely more rewarding just because obviously they've they don't they don't prioritize like bodybuilding and getting their meals in and getting their sleep in yeah. so it's, there's, there's there's definitely pros and cons to, to training both people I suppose or both both groups yeah, so so moving on from the coaching part, you're trained by Josh as well, aren't you? Coached by Josh, sorry. Yep, yep. Nice. So, so <laughs> trained by JB. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's actually how I got to know you because I know, obviously, me and you, well, I don't know if you did know, but we started uh, steroids at a similar time. I think there was like a week or two between us because um, I remember starting and then Josh was like, I think like two or three weeks later, it was like, oh, this kid's on. Um, he actually bigged you up and maybe maybe whether he said it or not, he said that you had good um, muscle bellies and, and you had a proper classic look and stuff like that. Um, oh, okay. 
So, um, yeah, I did look onto that. And I think that's when I followed you because um, he also was it, I think it was you that he shared on his stories about the the first successful like uh, TRT kind of phase thing, like when you first started and how much yeah, yeah. stuff. So that's how I know you from there. And I basically just thought it'd be cool to just discuss what we take, how we feel and stuff like that. And kind of just myth bust what, what people think that you need to take 500 grams of test and, and this and that and to get what you need to do. Like I know people now that are like, oh, I'm starting up. I'm going to do train. I'm going to do primo. I'm going to do test and all in the same. But it, honestly, it just, it's just, it's mind blowing. So I thought we could try and make it as, uh, as enjoying as possible and somewhat educational but for those that are listening like do your own research don't just say what we say don't just do what we say and, and kind of just have some common sense when you do stuff like it, we may say something jokingly um just just don't be stupid about it and and don't even do anabolics in the first place because they're no good for you <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah when, when did you start so i actually started um the day that gyms opened back up in Scotland for like the first time and like the like the whole entirety of the pandemic. So I think we obviously went into lockdown March. Mm. You guys opened up really early compared to us. We were still locked down by like September, I think. Yeah, okay. So in fact, I so September, right? It was September the first that gyms opened here. So we were locked down for fucking ages. I think it was like six months. Um obviously uh I lost like a good bit of muscle throughout that. Yeah. Um, I got like a power rack and stuff. Then about two months before, so I, I kind of managed to like recomp a wee bit and just you know rebuild some muscle mass. But I was like, right now, nah, I really want to kind of, I want, I want to, you know, kind of blow that physique that I had like out of the water basically. And I already knew I was like, I'm going to jump on it at some point. I was originally planning on doing it back in March, but obviously, I was, in, you know, mentally definitely not a good headspace and then obviously covid happens even no gym so um obviously that get postponed and to to be honest I, I, I like i wasn't even really sure if i was going to obviously hire josh just because i had no idea that he was he was even coaching people throughout that um and to be honest like josh he was like he was like one of my pretty much main inspirations and like, even coaching to begin with Do you know what i mean because I, I was watching him way back in 2018 Pretty much, it's just when he started that whole, um, when he started his whole journey on on steroids. That was pretty much when I when I when I when I heard of him. I don't know if you remember, but do you remember that kind of like thumbnail that he had? It was like the ugly truth of getting shredded or whatever, and it was this time. Yeah, yeah. Abs. It, that was that was literally the very very first video that I saw, and I was like, who the fuck's this cunt? And then I and I started watching all these videos. And I was like, right, nah, this guy knows his shit. So it was always going to be him. It was literally always going to be him that I was going to, you know put my money towards and, and, and trust in. And then when I heard that he was obviously um, going down that route of taking on people and helping them, you know, do it as, as safely and as, you know, science-backed as possible, then, you know, it was, it was a no-brainer. So literally 1st of first of September was when we started and you probably started like a week or so after that. I think I started like 20th of August, something like that. Oh, so. right, right. I, so I, I, you, you started before me then? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, because because obviously we'd been back early. Um, I think it was July the twenty second or something. So I'd had maybe a month within the gyms back, and I remember just messaging Josh because we over lockdown where, where I was training at his, and and we discussed it and like just just lads chatting. We we're like, yeah, we we're gonna get him gear and stuff like that. And then I 
I, yeah. I think similarly to to everyone, when you start, you're, you're going to get on steroids anyway. But I knew like I was going to I was going to go on them anyway. Um, so when I started, people were like, "Oh, you started too young," and, and this and that, and you don't know what you're doing. But ultimately, like uh, having the, the joys of having Josh there in person was he he broken down these things of like you know if if you start, you can't go on holiday for more than seven days unless you can source it you you're pretty much going to be on forever if you want to do it properly and then you don't really want a pct and things like this and yeah it, it was just nice having there um and and then it's just, just been the same since like it's i, I don't want to big it up loads but it's if anything i think it's less than what people think um i think yeah that are on it as well you, you suddenly think you're going to pull on 10 kilos of muscle within a couple of weeks but that just doesn't happen like if you've not got it in the first place everything else every other basic bit of like things you need to do then it's just not going to happen yeah i mean this is i guess i get so many questions on like just random people go ask me like should i do anova and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like it's just totally fucking pointless and it's like you're not going to take anova and be fucking the next you know sebum yeah i mean it's just not going to happen i mean if i'm being totally honest I was expecting to be way, way bigger now. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So, like, it's it's really not, like, don't get me wrong, they're, they're fucking powerful drugs and, like, they definitely work and they can be really dangerous, but they're not, like, what mm. they're all, what, what they're made out to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Right. Uh, so, so, if you don't mind saying, what, what are you, what have you run, what are you running in the next? So literally, my first cycle was just testosterone, and I think we didn't we didn't add in any other compounds at all. Um, I I stayed fully side free. Um, we ran that for seventeen weeks. We started at literally two hundred milligrams, and it progressed up to three hundred. So I think it was sixteen weeks. So sixteen weeks. Um, obviously, I'd put on I I put on a good amount to be fair. Like I put on like maybe ten kilos. Nice. Um, and then obviously it came to kind of that end of the cycle. We didn't really want to push it any further. My food was already super, super high. Um, I think I was just breaching like 5,000 calories a day or so. So it was brutal. So I was I was pretty ready to pull down and and, and, and get in a kind of healthier position. Yeah. And then from there, it was TRT. So that was, I think it was 125 milligrams per week, um, followed by a mini cut. And now... I'm currently just running test and primo, so I'm 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 only in my second kind of like blast phase, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and specific dosages it is now at three hundred twenty-five test and four fifty primo, and fucking hell, by the way, that primo, mate, like, mate, the biggest thing or the 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 thing that I can say most that will probably put a lot of people off about even taking it to start with is be prepared to like put holes in yourself yeah. and fill your muscles with like two mil <laughs> two mil of oil see just looking at that fucking barrel before you're able to take it is literally the most stomach turning thing ever like yeah. I've always had a thing with like needles and like I've never really liked them they've always kind of made me a wee bit anxious but I thought it would get easier but it literally doesn't every time I'm like fuck I start to feel like a cold sweat do you know what I mean it's, yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's just one of those things it just needs to be done but yeah it's, it's, it's fucking brutal man <laughs> So uh, I was similar to you, um, apart from I wasn't, I think we had this discussion before, I, I, I wasn't able to push past 275 testosterone. Right. I, I started, so to start off with, my natural test was 11 or 12. 
so that that was more of an incentive for me to jump on anyway because I was like, well, I'm I'm naturally low. Um, went up to two hundred. That's crazy. Eleven animals. Yeah, literally like three oh. off of being below and needing the TRT anyway. Yeah, so it's, so I was just like, just jump on anyway, may as well. Um, yeah. And then cool. we went two hundred for six or seven weeks. Got blood work. Blood work was fine. <laughs> Test was actually underdosed. So I went from 200 to, uh, sorry, I went from 11 to 31. So only one over um, physiological range. So we realized it was underdosed. What brand was it? Uh, that was ROM. Mate, I was the exact same. I had ROM as well. There, there's and been quite a few issues with ROM. Literally, exact same thing happened because for, for about five weeks at 300 mig, mm. my, my first cycle, I got bloods done because I was like, I don't feel like I don't feel that great for being on 300 meg. And I yeah. got my bloods done, and I was literally at 250. I was 41. So at 250 meg, I was 41, right? And mm. then at 300, I was at 43. So I was like, surely an extra 50, or sorry, surely an extra 100 milligram couldn't have only risen my testosterone by like one. So there was definitely dodgy bottles kicking about, and there was definitely like yeah. stuff, you know. But, um, but I, that's that's funny you should say that because literally the exact same thing happened to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so so I was underdosed, and then we just decided because it was underdosed, we're going to push straight to two seven five. But after a week of being two seven five, I got a new bottle, a new, a new vial, and I went from being underdosed to perfectly dosed. So my my a my androgen to estrogen was uh, was like completely off balance, and and that was when I started to experience like sore nipples. <laughs> And I remember just blocking it off and being like, it's fine, I'll, I'll get used to it. It's just because I've initially jumped up. And then it must have been about maybe a week and a half. And I, I messaged Josh and I was like, I've got like a lump under my nipple. And, and he literally replied straight away. He was like, is it hard? I was like, yes. Um, and then we had to get a Remedex in. Um, took that straight away. Like He was like, you need to take it today. So I had to cool around. And, and luck, luckily, I knew people from, from where I am. I was like, I need, I need it now. Um, so got that, sorted it out, dropped back down to 200 and put Primo in instead. Um, and I took Primo to, it was only 100, but it just to, to balance everything out, it was it was nice to have to, to allow me to kind of push up in terms of androgen. Um, then I think we went, we finished off at 200, 200. Did, I put on, went from 78 kilos to 90 but I put on fat really easy, like as you've probably seen from, like, I, I put fat really easy on. So what was supposed to be a mini cut was, was it's been a full on cut and I'm now, I started January. <laughs> so it's been five months now and I've lost eight kilos. <laughs> well, eight kilos today actually, but it, it, it's nice to see. Okay, yeah. Just jump like, on your bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well. But, so eight kilos down, but l- luckily I've, um, I've grown as well because I'm still very, it's still a very novel stimulus to me. Um, but currently yeah. I'm on four, 400 Primo, 250 tests because I tried to go up to 300 again. It just wasn't happening. I think I had four or five jabs at 300 and it just, nah, straight away I would click. I was like, nah, it's, yeah, I can feel sensitivity. So I dropped back down. Well, that's that's something I want to ask you about because I'm all like, I'm, I'm naturally a really overthinking person like anything literally anything i'll be like that's that Do you yeah. mean, i'll always assume it's the worst thing possible right yeah um so like how do you how like how do you experience that like sensitivity to it like what is like what are you actually feeling like when 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 you're when you're saying that like 
you know, you couldn't handle it. Because for me, I, I would probably just assume that I'm overthinking or whatever. So, first of all, you don't want to, from, from what I from what I know, is you don't want to constantly touch on nipples, like, daily, because doing that anyway can make them grow more sensitive. So, like, maybe every other day, three times a week, I'll just, I'll, I'll pay attention to what, what they feel like. I'll give, like, just a couple of rubs and, and just kind of circles around them. Um, it started off originally, I put my top on, and I, and I hadn't checked, like, checked them at all. And I just chucked it on, and I was like, ooh, caught a little bit, and I started to touch it, and it, it was a bit sore. Um, not so, but like it was like a little tingle, and then it started to get worse a couple of days later, and it was almost like a like a stinging nettle, and, and it is just like a like right. a crack almost. So yeah. it started from there, and then I, I started to feel a little bit under, and there was like a tiny, like almost like a tissue, not dense at the time, but it just it was there. Yeah. And then when I told Josh was I I trained the day before on a T bar row, and I'd like slid on the T bar row, and I just couldn't I couldn't even hold myself on that. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't even hold the weight, so I just I just sacked it off and didn't even do it. Yeah, messaged in the next day, and I was like, there, "There's a lump, only a tiny lump, but it's really sensitive. I can't wear a top because even the, the movement of a top would, would hurt." Um, and then then we just came down. So so now yeah. n- now I am down. It's just a case of kind of not checking all the time, but just being aware of, of knowing what it feels like now. I kind of I, I'm all right because I know if it feels like that again, I just stop. But yeah, just don't be like. Yeah over over dramatic to it but at the same time like it is pretty serious so you also need to at the same time <laughs> yeah well, because like when i when i was about when i was about 10 all the way up until i was probably about 14 actually and mm. um, i started training when i was 14 just because i always had like kind of not not body confidence issues but i knew that i wasn't like i knew i wasn't fit right like yeah. i was really really athletic in my early years but then i, I just put on loads of weight as like a a wee guy and 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 got quite chubby yeah. and when I was like when I was like really young I do just remember having that kind of like what the hell is this like what am I looking at and it was like sort of gyno right so I've kind of always had it but it's like it's really it's really really nothing right when yeah. I do see when I put on body fat I put a lot of body fat on my chest right so it's like I'm always kind of conscious of that like oh what if this turns into gyno or what if it's that but like yeah. you know that's 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 the route that I'm coming from it like oh you know, obviously, I wouldn't want it to get worse, but um, but I've, I've I've definitely always noticed that with myself. So whenever I like, whenever you're talking about that, I'm like, right, okay, well, as long as they're not painful, or as long, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Not, nothing really to worry about. And obviously, I'm I'm keeping I'm, I'm keeping on I'm keeping on top with blood pressure and stuff. So that's always a pretty good indication as to your blood pressure is low, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've it's weird, man. It's really weird. I think it's just genetically low. I'm, you know, I don't really take any RB or anything like that. So, I think the last time I done it, actually, I put I put it on my Instagram. It was like one ten or something. It was like one. I think that no, was like one twenty over one twenty over fifty or sixty. I, can't, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head, but I just, my my blood pressure's always been really really low. So that's crazy. Yeah, mine like hereditary. It, I have a uh, blood pressure through, through like family anyway, high blood blood pressure. So mm-hmm. mine's not got any worse. But I have had to take Tamasatin and things like that. Um, over my when I first started, I just took forty meg a day, um, which was which is what you're prescribed to do anyway from from those that that tell you to do it. Um, but now I've started blasting. Uh, I do eighty, so I just take I take the the two tabs, um, and it sits up on average one three five over seventy five to eighty, which is high. But that's 
been like that since I started. So it's not changed at all. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think it's someone something to look at. Like it's definitely that you know when when to stop pushing because your blood pressure will, will ultimately go up. And you see these people that are like bright red and, and cholesterol super high and things like that. And mm-hmm. and what I never realised until I think it was Josh's podcast that that Vic the Black had said um, that the it's, it, the worst part of like, the reason for estrogen becoming so high and, and you look in that fluffy and bloated is is actually blood pressure because it's like a silent mm-hmm. killer so so those that are taken i definitely like the, within week one I, I had a blood pressure monitor and i, I was tracking everything yeah yeah did you take any um i know you said you didn't take any arbs or anything but um do you have any like I, i've got astrag flow and then the, the supplement needs stuff as well do you take any of those see this is this is probably where this is probably where i'm going to get low-key hate because i really don't take many supplements at all i mean i take support max that's yeah. pretty much it i've got i've got epa i take a thousand milligrams a day um what else i take nec so nec to system yeah what else does it? and i'll take ashwagandha and literally that's it like i feel like you know obviously it's super super important but every time i've had bloods done it's always been pretty sound you know so like um, again, this is one of these situations where, like, do as you're told, not do as I do. Do you know what I mean? So I know that I probably should, but it's just literally just out of pure laziness. <laughs> I, I think it's fine, though. Like, if you're getting bloods done, you know you're healthy or somewhat healthy. Like, it, I suppose yeah. it's one of those things that I know they say prevention over cure, but why spend that extra? Like, realistically, if you get all of the things, you're looking 250, like 300 quid. Um, and why pay that if, if you don't necessarily need it? I, I know realistically yeah. you, you should take it, but. I, mean, I know, I know. And, yeah. and, and not to mention, obviously, it was only my first cycle, we literally only did test, and yeah. my, my testosterone wasn't, like, super, like, out of range. Like, it was, like, I think it was 50 when we came back down. So, you know, obviously, it's super physiological, but it's not, I'm not, like, you know, fucking killing myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see as well, like, how safe safe use is like uh, of anabolics um uh, is there any chance you're subscribed to victor black's masterclass at all uh, i'm not but i have been paying attention to him recently like literally only in the last few months or so uh i listened to him i listened to him on the muscle mentors podcast yeah and obviously i listened to him on josh's podcast as well mm. I, I, def- I followed him on instagram i like his content um but in terms of like the whole I've got like to be honest I've got really no interest in like going down that aven- avenue of like coaching people on yeah, yeah. On, on steroids or, or like you know so I'm, I'm I'm pretty much more than comfortable just kind of taking Josh's advice obviously you know I, I have done my research on it but in terms of like going super deep into that rabbit hole it's just yeah. not something like you know it's just not something that I can like nah, do cool. just yet you know yeah yeah no it, it was uh it was cool he was talking to um Ross, the muscle mentor was Ross, Ross Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was saying how he gets his clients to run uh, up to 300, 400 tests and like 400 primo. And, and he gets them to run that year round because as long as bloods are in check, like he, he I think he said he had clients that run it for like 13, 14 months. Two settings, mate, two settings. That's fine, but um, yeah, so he was saying like he had a client that was running them, I think it was like 12, 13 months, just at 300 primo, uh, 300 tests, 300 primo, because of, in terms of 
the safe use that they're doing and getting bloods done, they, they had no reason to drop down because they were still healthy, which was pretty cool to see. And, and it's also nice to know that like we're running similar amounts of that and to know it's it's somewhat safe is is, is nice. Yeah, I mean, like, this is this is where obviously you touched upon this earlier on, but it's like people that start their first cycle and like train, debow, fucking act. Do you know what I mean it's like when you when you're when you're that kind of careless, then you definitely need to be paying way more attention to your health. But again, when when you're when you're following a kind of safer route protocol, I suppose, then you're then you can you can bet that you're going to be way safer than you know the fucking guys down the gym just giving out bullshit advice you know yeah 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 100 um so we'll, we'll i'll ask the question i said at the start and then um we'll, we'll, i'll answer the two questions i got but what is the end goal for you in terms of is it more coaching bodybuilding anything so with bodybuilding obviously i've taken that leap you know i've altering my hormones right so i, yeah. I it's pretty serious I, I definitely want to go pretty far um but it's one of those things where it's like I've never even competed before, you know. Like I've, like, would I even enjoy the process? Would I even enjoy getting on stage? Would I even like these are these are like things that I think about quite a lot. But I would I would definitely like to try it, and I would definitely like to to get as as, as far as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if 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 the goal changes, if you know it doesn't work out, then I can always you know kind of just focus primarily on coaching, which is obviously what I'm doing just now. But with bodybuilding, it's kind of like, it's it's almost like a full-time, part-time job, you know? Yeah. So, um, so like, if I can get as far, if I can get as far as I can, then I'm, I'll be happy with that. I'm not really one for like, I'm not really one for like planning, you know, years and years in advance. I'm more like kind of just go with the flow type person. Yeah. Um, with coaching, definitely, you know, I, 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 that's pretty much my, my main concern right now. Obviously, I'm still, I'm still, you know, bodybuilding. I'm still treating it super, super serious. Um, but coaching is like where a lot of my efforts do go. Um, and with bodybuilding, if I can just, you know, do as well as do as well as I can, then I'm, I'll be happy with that. You know, it's, I know it's not really a concrete answer, and I know it's kind of an underwhelming answer, but that's just that's just the way my brain works. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'm, I want to be an IFBB pro because I might not even, I genuinely might not even want to be a pro. Like you know like you know yeah i know what you mean i i was thinking about earlier and i was thinking i think the mindset you need to have is as long as you're putting everything into everything you know you can do and everything you're being told to do if you come second that that's just how it's going to be like you're obviously not as good as the other person so so as long as you know you've done what you need to do and done everything you've been told then then that's as good as it's going to get uh, I, I don't necessarily have the the want to be an IFBB pro. I, I've I've always said I'd be more content and, and happier with being like a British champion or something. But then again, is is that going to happen? I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm blessed with genetics, but like I also don't want to cut that out either. Mm-hmm. And, and I was having a conversation with a guy the other day, and, and I think just to have something like that in your head definitely pushes you on more. Even since I said like I want to compete in 2023. The, the mindset that changed for me was because I was like, right, well, that's two years time. If I was to do um, chest every week and, and every muscle group a week, then, then I know I've got a hundred sessions left and, and then I'm competing. So, so yeah. to miss a session and, and be bad on a set wasn't an option. So it's, it's definitely a nice mindset, but at the same time, like I said, like I don't want to be, I do want a bit of a life as well, as much as I love bodybuilding. And I, I would probably put everything into it at, at the minute. I'm kind of balancing things out. So, yeah. Yeah. But in, in terms of coaching, I've always said I want to be at the top. I want to be one of the top dogs. Um, obviously, starting with Josh now has been a big, big thing for me. Um, not only for 
business reasons, but kind of to show people like I can do it because my whole life has been like, oh, you, you can't do coaching, like fitness isn't for you and things like that. You should stick to other things. Like I, I originally did music at, um, at school and I, I did GCSEP as well, but like music was more me. So to, to t- kind of make that change and, and delve into to coaching has been good. And, and now I feel like I'm, it's something I'm good at, which is nice to know, especially joining with Josh. And, and I, I think in the long run, I, I'd like to be amongst the muscle mentors and, and Joe Jeffries and things like that and, and be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely more than bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going to have a way with something. I was... I, <laughs> I was I was going to, I was going to say about how um, I forgot to preface at the start. Obviously, I'm Glaswegian, right? I know my accent's pretty thick. I try and articulate as best I can, but I've definitely there's been there's been definitely points in this podcast where I've just fucking started speaking and you know all that kind of shit. So apologies if anyone's not understood me this far, but yeah, <laughs> I can understand you. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, perfect. <laughs> um, we'll move on to those those questions. I said um, those that are listening. When I put up uh, Q&As for podcasts, can you please put some in? Because we've only got two so far. Um, and any any standard Q&A, people will will give me questions. But as soon as it comes to a podcast, it's almost like people think I'm going to read their names out and like shun them. But yeah. it's just content. For them. It helps people. Let's do it anyway. Let's, exactly. let's, let's do it. <laughs> um, so one guy says, after 12-week cycle, would it be good to do a three-week mini cut as you'll have AAS left in your system? Now, <laughs> there, there's, <laughs> there's so many things wrong with this. First of all, don't just do a 12-week cycle. Um, if you're going to stay on, if you're going to jump on, stay on realistically. Like, it, it, to do a 12-week cycle, it's, it's just not worth it because whatever you've made, and then especially if you go into a mini cut, you're just going to lose straight away. Um, to add to that, if, if you are going to do that anyway, I wouldn't look at three weeks. I mean, if you're going to mini cut, that's that's fine but like realistically for, for AAS to come out of your 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 system it's probably going to take five weeks because you you look at if you were to run a PCT it'd be about five it'd be about five half lives um but then also if you've got that in your system why would you then go into a mini cut and, and put yourself in a deficit where you're you're less likely to gain that it, it just doesn't make sense to me <laughs> yeah that question just total fuckery <laughs> yeah uh, just, not, not to put down not, not to put down that person but yeah that's that's and, and I, I don't know what kind of a response he was expecting over like a podcast like this like <laughs> you know what I mean just, just don't do it in the first place um yeah literally just, just stop laughing just, just, yeah. just get out <laughs> yeah just do it and, and if that is the case you're going to do it anyway just just look up on it um based on the, the question you've given me you probably you probably don't know too much about it um so just just be careful with whatever you do um and then the second one is is there any difference between using metal or plastic d handles um any recommendations for cable cuffs so one mr all the way you can use even 10 for discount um, <laughs> from, from what i know that the, the d handles you know like there's, there's not gonna be any difference you're probably more likely to be more expensive if you get metal ones um and they'll probably squeak a lot worse as well but otherwise like what I that's actually a pretty good one. What I have noticed is that the plastic ones you can you've got much more freedom, whereas the metal ones are way more fixed. Like yeah, yeah. obviously one of the main reasons that we're going to be using D handles is tell you that we better, you know, freedom of the wrist, yeah. just joint press all that type of thing. So I would definitely go with 
with some plastic ones. You can get because you can actually get really good ones on. In fact, one of them I don't they? The the long ones you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's another one. One of them ten. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they they come in a pair. So you've got the the pulling ones, which are shorter. So like if you do your lap pull downs, you, you don't touch the end for the end range, and then you've got the the longer ones for like the pressing because we we both found um that when you press and you do like d-handle presses it, it hits on your wrist and it just scrapes and stuff but um yeah one of um and everything's on there there's also a restock if anyone's listening is interested i think there's like 12 new products coming out um long sleeve tops which look sick um i think he's bringing out the old hoodies as well which is going to be pretty cool um but that's it for questions um i think just to finish off I'll do two things actually, and then I know you mentioned it, but what got you into to bodybuilding as such? Literally, um, you know, I was 14 when I first started training, and the way my brain works is like, as soon as I start something, I get like kind of obsessed, right? And obviously, first thing I did was YouTube, so I took to YouTube, like just fucking workouts, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit. And uh, the first guy that popped up was, um, six pack shortcuts do you remember him yeah yeah <laughs> fucking make time doing like push-ups with fucking tons of beans on your back and that but i uh just stupid shit but very very quickly i started watching guys like chris jones and stuff and like guzman and who else furious p all the pure og all the pure og guys yeah, you know yeah. um and you know just constantly burying my head and all this kind of information and stuff yeah and then obviously i stumbled upon josh and i was like right well he obviously knows what he's talking about i want to learn more about that that was to be fair that he was like pretty much the person who kind of like first introduced me to all that kind of i don't even know what you would call it like like subsection of fitness it's like yeah the yeah. extreme variable tracking version do you know what i mean like that kind of that kind of yeah that kind of the, the science-based anecdotal kind of coaching yeah exactly exactly yeah. and then from there it's just been it's just been constant improvements and all things you know nice nice and then to, to finish off um because coming up it's about 45 minutes now if you can do top five brilliant but if, if not just do three um top five top three uh what's the word kind of top tips maybe whether it's bodybuilding whether it's just life whatever it is mm-hmm. Just, just go for it. Let, let us know. Uh, top three tips for bodybuilding. <laughs> or life, anything. Never buy any supplements from Holland and Barrett. They will rip you the fuck off. <laughs> uh, Amazon all the way. Literally just buy everything from Amazon. Um, what else? Oh, I hate that. You've put me on the spot, man. Uh, don't ask questions about steroids and cycles and if you should do a mini cut <laughs> for a podcast uh, number three use Ethan 10 Oh. That is the best top tip you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> no, sorry, that was, sorry, that was so shit, mate. That was so shit. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. 
that's fine. Um, yeah, that, that, that's cool. That, that, that's everything. Um, to everyone listening, thank you very much for, for still listening. If you are, um, I hope you enjoyed. As always, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be so surprised if anyone's still listening after listening to me talk absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> if you are still listening, thank you. Um, as always, leave some feedback. Let me know if you want anyone else on or anything like that. Um, and, and enjoy the rest of your day, guys.